Hello, everybody. You are listening to Super Black, and I am your host, Carl Waldron. And today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite characters, Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern. What's up, everyone? I hope you've had a great couple of looks at watch years. It's been quite a long time since we've done a season of this show, but uh, I've felt compelled to hop back in the saddle, back in the saddle, and start recording new episodes for Super Black. Uh, It is definitely a passion project of mine. I do it out of the love of the game. I do it for representation. I do it because I love learning about new superheroes. But this uh, today's episode is one that I've been putting off literally since the first day I thought of making Super Black. Jon Stewart is an incredibly important uh, superhero to me, mostly because he was one of the first major black superheroes that I saw on screen for any length of time. Uh, There was Static, who was the first one. We'll have an episode about Static down the line. But Jon Stewart made his debut in my world in the Justice League animated TV show, where I originally wasn't the biggest Green Lantern fan. So well-documented in my house, not (laughs) out in the world, but I, I didn't read Green Lantern comics. I had no connection to the Lantern Corps. And outside of, you know, Hal Jordan and my kind of tertiary knowledge of who he was, I had no real interest in the Green Lantern Corps. Cut to the Justice League animated series, where this very uh, stern, strong version of Jon Stewart was placed as, you know, the head of one of the you know major founders of the Justice League and the head of the group, so much so that in Justice League Unlimited, the second was it second version or second season? I can't remember. What, I think it was second season of the show. He was basically the commander. He would organize teams to go out. He would you know go out on missions with people. He was the evaluator. He was like he was the drill sergeant, which is fitting because in the canon of the Green Lanterns. Um, John Stewart is a former U.S. military officer, and he was recruited by the Guardians, um, who are the ones who created the Green Lantern Corps. They're a bunch of little blue uh, alien dudes <laughs> in, in long robes. They recruited John Stewart to be a backup to Hal Jordan. Apparently, Guy Gardner, a very uh, polarizing Green Lantern, was severely injured, so they brought on Jon Stewart to kind of be play second fiddle to Hal Jordan, honestly. And over the years, you know, he, he grew uh, in favor in the comic book world to the point where, again, they, they elevated Jon Stewart and not Hal Jordan as the animated version of the Green Lantern for what is it? I can't remember the name of the sector that he's 
from uh, Sector 2814. That's where Earth lies, in sort of where the Green Lantern sectors break up. So I, I've, I've put off doing Jon Stewart because I felt, and with, with most of this season's or this series characters, you know, Storm, we'll be doing an episode about Storm, like I said, Static, we'll be doing one about Newcastle from Apex Legends, but I put off Jon Stewart because I felt like it was really big. Bigger than, I don't know why, I just felt like I couldn't do Jon Stewart justice, or maybe maybe it was me not wanting to <laughs> misrepresent the character, since I hold him in such regard. Uh, but I don't know, I, I felt like, you know, why not? I, I looked at the, the catalog of episodes that we've done in the past that I am extremely proud, proud of, and I said, you know, there are a lot of big gaps in the show, and I need to close those gaps, or I won't be satisfied with what Super Black has been doing. So here we are talking about Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern. I have a fun anecdote about Jon Stewart as well. So I was at work one day chatting with uh, a former co-worker of mine, a really good friend of mine named Billy, and we got on the subject of Justice League, and, you know, I, I went into full nerd mode. We had a, a really good conversation, but he said to me that he didn't know any other Green Lantern other than Jon Stewart. It was his first uh, introduction to the Green Lanterns. He had never seen Hal Jordan. He didn't know of Sinestro. He didn't know of any other, you know, he didn't know of Guy Gardner or uh, Kilowog, any of them. He tuned in to Justice League and saw Jon Stewart and just assumed that he's always been the Green Lantern. And I thought that was a very powerful statement because, you know, I come from, you know, a couple years before him where all I knew was Hal Jordan. I didn't know anything about uh, Jon Stewart. And the normalcy of him just seeing Jon Stewart as, to him, the first, the, the, the major Green Lantern. And to me, reacting to the fact that Jon Stewart was a Green Lantern, and just, just like, oh, crap, there's a, there's a black Green Lantern? It was a fun, I don't know, it was a fun uh, realization. For me, uh, because I, I didn't I didn't really put that into context that there is an entire generation that was introduced to the Green Lanterns through Jon Stewart, which is amazing. And to this day, you know, he's still a prominent member of the Green Lanterns. And, you know, he's, he's still one of the most powerful Green Lanterns there are. His will is strong. You know, he's a U.S. He's a US Marine. Powerful. <laughs> and I, I still think back to that conversation fondly. Uh, and, you know, thanks, Billy, for sharing that with me. Now, let's get into a little bit more technical stuff. Let's talk about who the Green Lanterns are. Uh, let's talk about their costume. And let's talk about their powers. Just, just for anybody who's not aware, not familiar with the Green Lanterns. If you are aware, just listen. And if I get anything wrong, be sure to comment 
uh, in the, drop a comment or you know hit us up on Twitter and let me know that I did wrong, and I will correct it uh, in the comments, but not in the recording because you know audio is forever. So the Green Lantern are basically space cops in the DC universe. They patrol the universe and protect it from you know extraterrestrial threats, mostly you know other Green Lanterns. Uh, as with you know most superheroes especially like in the mcu you know there's like iron man and iron monger it's just an iron man and a bigger bad iron man that he has to fight or ant-man and yellow jacket who's just another tiny person for him to fight the green lanterns have over the years adopted adopted they've they've run into numerous other lantern cores that are color-based so there are blue lanterns, there are red lanterns, which are the rage lanterns. There are black lanterns, which are the dead uh, ne uh, necromorph. No, they're not necromorphs. They're just necro. They're just dead. They're <laughs> reanimated re corpses. Zombies. There you go. There's, zomb there's the zombie lantern core. Uh, there's the Sinestro core, or the yellow lanterns, who are based in fear. And then the green lanterns are based in will. So... Green Lanterns have a powered ring that get, gets its power from a gigantic uh, green lantern, hence the name, uh, on, I believe it's Io, the planet that they originate from. It, it pulls energy from that giant lantern source. And the way that Green Lanterns use their power is if their will, their, their conviction is strong enough, the ring will react to their their wishes. So if the green light, let's say John Stewart wants to create a fighter jet, the ring will generate a fighter jet for him. It'll make his wildest dreams come true in, uh, and formulate it in this giant green uh, facsimile of whatever he's thinking. So he's like, ah, yeah, I want to, I want a giant uh, Looney Tunes type mallet. A giant green mallet will appear from the ring. And he can use it. It'll be become a a physical entity. And you can tell who is a Green Lantern because they are wearing a black and green outfit with, in my opinion, one of the best pure logos in the DC Universe. The double line with the circle in the middle. Um, green Lantern logo on the chest. Uh, still, it's, it's the cleanest, simplest, most recognizable logo in the DC Universe. And I'm not going to fight anyone on that, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of an overview of who the Green Lanterns are. Jon Stewart came about in the Green Lanterns in 1971. He was created, created by Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams. And like I said, he was made as a backup, a backup to Hal Jordan. Uh, but you know, he didn't get the same shine back in those days as Hal did. Uh, these days, Jon Stewart is more prominent. He's actually just had his own animated film. It's called Green Lantern, But Where My Power? And he's voiced by Aldous Hodge, uh, which I think is pretty cool. I haven't been able to watch that episode, episode that movie. I uh, just haven't had the time yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to doing so. 
which kind of moves us into where else can you see Jon Stewart if you were so inclined after this, you know, all over the place conversation we're having. I've mentioned the Justice League animated TV show. Uh, Jon Stewart is a huge part of that, and he's voiced by everyone's favorite voice actor, Phil Lamar. If you don't know Phil Lamar, go look him up. He's done so many pop culture voices. It's it's impressive and insane. He was on Mad TV. He's you know he's done so much for nerd culture with his voice. Uh, it's it's quite stunning. But you know he's also done the voice of Static Shock. He's done the voice of Samurai Jack. Uh, he was Hermes in. Futurama, look, I can go on and on because he's done a lot, but definitely if you want to see a very a very good take on the Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, I always promote the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited animated television show. Um, there's also the Young Justice animated TV show, which is another great DC animated TV show, and Jon Stewart shows up in that too, voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, another amazing voice actor with a crazy voice uh, that, you know, can soothe you or, or scare the crap out of you. It's amazing. Uh, so go check out Young Justice for that. And in the realm of video games, I, I couldn't think of too many examples of just general Green Lanterns in video games. I'm sure there are. I didn't dig too deep. But I did come up with one that I remembered that we've actually written about before, which is Injustice 2. In Injustice 2, it's a fighting game made by Nether NetherRealm Studios, who make the Mortal Kombat games. It's an amazing fighting game, great mechanics, very fun all DC characters kicking the crap out of each other. They put out a a skins pack, and in that skins pack, there was a Jon Stewart skin that went over the Hal Jordan skin, and it added in dialogue options that were recorded by Phil Lamar, who was also doing the voice of Aquaman in the game. So they're just like, hey, can you record some voice lines for this Jon Stewart skin we have going. So if you go and watch the Justice League animated series and then go play Injustice 2 with that pack, you can role play as, you know, the same Jon Stewart from the cartoon since it's voiced by Phil Lamar. Now, I did make, not a big stink, but I did make a stink about Jon Stewart being a skin and not his own character in the Injustice game. Now... I get it. It's easy to complain. I was happy that they, even though they made him just a skin for a different Green Lantern, they did ask Phil Lamar to do the voice so that it did feel like an actual different character, which is, you know, some forethought. They could have not, you know, he could have said nothing or he could have just used Hal Jordan's voice. Who knows? But they took the time to record dialogue uh, for him so I appreciate that and over the past couple of years I've 
tried my best to, instead of just complaining that someone did something, especially when it comes to black superheroes or black characters or whatnot, I try to look at the, you know, the positive aspects of it and appreciate the fact that anything exists at all. <laughs> you know, it's, it's easy to dive on something and, and nitpick certain aspects of it. I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. But at the end of the day, I had a good time playing as Jon Stewart in that game. I appreciated the level of detail they put into the character voice and the and the and the model. And while he does he does have, you know, Hal Jordan's full moveset, it's technically just the Green Lantern moveset. So I was okay with that too. And I reconciled a lot of my issues with that. And today, I'm completely okay with everything that Netherrealm has done. And if we are so lucky to get an Injustice 3 video game, I would ask that we get a full version of Jon Stewart in the game, alongside Hal Jordan, if possible, and put him in the story. You know, I'd love to have full story sections where I can play as my favorite Green Lantern. I mean, it's an ask that's in the ether. I'm sure they've heard it before. Whether or not it happens, I do not know. I am a big fan of the Injustice comic. Again, if you haven't read Injustice, the comic book, and you are a comic book fan, I I would suggest go read it. It's really good. It's, uh, it's, it's really over the top. And the video game tie-in really helps, you know, solidify the story. I love any media that kind of crosses those genres. So you can play Injustice 2, read Injustice 2, and then you can watch the animated movie as well. So it's, it's a great, great little triumvirate there. So that's kind of my take. I went on a little tangent there, but uh, you don't mind, right? Of course not. You're here, you're listening, and hopefully we're... Uh, we're entertaining. We. I always say we. I've, I, I've said this for years now. I, I refer to Super Black as we, but it's me. It's just me sitting here. Whenever Dan is recording with me, then we make sense. But if I'm by myself, I don't understand why I keep doing I keep making it out like we're more than just a guy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just me. Um, all right. This is the time of the episode where we would create something and we've dubbed it the super black originals but i don't have anything to create <laughs> i don't i don't know but we i feel like we kind of did that a couple seconds ago when i said you know this is you know add in john stewart to the injustice video game and they've made a john stewart movie and i'm as Warner, to date this, Warner Brothers Discovery acquisition has happened and they are restructuring, if that's a, a you know safe term, they're restructuring how DC and DC Comics is held. It's hard to imagine them ever making another Green Lantern movie, let alone one starring Jon Stewart. But here we go. Here's the original. I, I talked myself into an original. It's not exactly centered around Jon Stewart, but it's my fan. Uh, if I were the 
creative director at DC, if that's the title that gets to do this, this is what I would do. Take all the money that you want to, to put into creating live action films and build your own Pixar, your own version of Pixar. An animation studio that is capable of beautiful, high-fidelity animation like Lightyear, like Moana, like, you know, I can, I can go on. I, I just named two, but, you know. The Power of Threes. What's the third one? Uh, Turning Red. I have a daughter, so a lot of my movie going is Disney princesses and female leads. So pour, pour your energy and your money into creating an animation studio that can make a movie like Lightyear and then build your Justice League in that universe. I can only imagine how amazing a Superman movie would be if it looked like Lightyear. You remove the trappings of bad CGI. You can do literally anything you want in terms of action. And you can tell a compelling story. And we've already seen that DC is great at making animated movies. Um, you know, 2D illustrated animated movies. Or even 3D uh 3D animated movies, but they haven't yet crossed over to that Pixar style. I believe they, there was, to kind of tie it all back, there was a Green Lantern movie starring Hal Jordan that was in 3D, and it wasn't bad. But it didn't reach that high-fidelity animation that Pixar would make, you know? Nor did it have the same sort of emotional impact that Pixar movies tend to lean into. And I think DC would do well in that vein it's it's basically just leveling up the animation that they're already doing which is stellar let's get that out the way dc makes stellar animated movies you know i still think it's it's their greatest asset is the animation department so shout out to the animators and illustrators over at dc you are appreciated and trust me that we all know <laughs> you guys are holding the ship together now if Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers Discovery can see it in themselves to do such a thing, I think it would benefit them. Now, again, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of years to get that off the ground, so I don't see it happening, but in a perfect world where all the money went to something like that, I think it would it would really um, it would benefit the DC uh, arm of Warner Brothers Discovery. All right, that's my original. So this brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, I'm happy to be back. I'm looking forward to doing a whole lot more of these episodes. If there is a character or a theme or something you'd like to hear on this show, please reach out. Head over to super.black. That's the website, super.black. I'll say it again, H-T-T-P-S colon slash is it semicolon? Colon slash slash super dot black. That's it. Head over there. You can reach us. Comment on the posts. All our social media and stuff is there. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And of course, I'll tailor you know episodes to what people are listening to want to hear. If that makes sense. I'm getting back in the saddle. As I said earlier, that's the hashtag back in the saddle. So... 
I'm trying to kick off the podcasting rust, the audio rust. So bear with me as I pull back the curtain. I'm batch episode. I'm batch recording a bunch of episodes today. So hopefully over the next couple of weeks you'll hear the podcast uh, and my cadence get better. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been Super Black. I'll catch you next time. Full stop. Thank you.